Chapman's Chatroom. I'm your host, Ben Chapman. In this show, a guest and I will break down a TV show or movie that we both enjoy. This week, we will talk about my all-time favorite show, Community. But before we talk about Community, I should probably introduce my guest. This week, I have a longtime friend and fellow Community lover, Micah. How are you doing today, Micah? Hey, I'm doing well. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, so what's going on right now with you? Uh, so of course, like uh, everyone else, we're we're all in quarantine. So I am as well, uh, and it's actually one of the worst times to work in the live event industry, which I work in. So that's that's fun. Everything's canceled. No one's going outside. So thus, no live events. So I'm out of the job. But besides that, I'm staying safe indoors and washing my hands every thirty seconds. And you've been out in Utah for like three, three or four years now. Yeah, three or four years. I lost count. I think I got out here in 2016, so four years. Yeah, nice. So what are you doing to stay occupied during this quarantine? I haven't really been doing much, so just interested on in what others are doing. Yeah, um, I, I would like to say I'm being a bit more productive than I actually am, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, playing, I'm playing Xbox a lot more than I usually do, which probably isn't good. Um, I am reading though a bit more, so I finished two books over the weekend. That was nice. I finished uh, Hamlet, so now I can bring that up at parties to make me sound smart and say I, <laughs> I read William Shakespeare. But yeah. uh, and then I'm I'm door dashing to keep some money, but uh, going at least during this quarantine time. So that's what I'm doing. I'm just trying to not go insane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we know that you love Community. But I want to know what are some other shows that you watch. So if someone's listening to this and they go and watch Community and they enjoy it, maybe some shows that you like as well. Yeah. Um, so, of course, as we get into Community and start talking about it, uh, if you haven't watched it, then these, sh these two shows that I've chosen out I think would be great to watch as well, even if you end up liking it after watching this. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I watched that, and I think that's hilarious. Yes. I think it's a great show, and I've uh, actually new episodes are coming out every week, and I believe, but I, I'm staying up to date with that great show. And then I just got into this past year, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which and I think is great. It's a great show. Yeah, that's an, those are two absolute great shows, and they yes. play well. And I think Brooklyn Nine-Nine is such like a bright and happy-ish thing, and then Always Sunny is the dark and dim side of comedy so i think they're they complement each other very well yeah so with that let's get into community so community is a show about a community college study group uh it establishes that in the very first episode mm -hmm. and it aired on nbc in 2009 it was part of nbc's thursday nights which had shows like the office uh parks and rec 30 rock and it went until 2015. It ended up on Hulu Stream or their streaming service. I don't remember what it's called. But uh, their final season was with, did I say Hulu? I meant Yahoo. Um, but yeah. that's fine. Um, but they did their final season on that because they were canceled by NBC after season five. Yeah. So first I want to ask, what do you like about Community? Um... Something that, and I'm sure we'll bring this up, talking about Dan Harmon a bit, but um, something that I think he's mas a master at is uh, making a show not only entertaining with good writing and funny jokes, 
but as far as um, it brings you in so much so that you care so much about the character. And I think that's really hard in a TV show. There are some funny shows that the jokes are really good and really funny, so you keep watching. But frankly, the characters, like, you don't really care for them. I think something that Kinyu does super well is the jokes are hilarious, and every character you love so much, and they're so dear to your heart. And every single time something happens to them within the show, whether it's sad, you feel sad with them. Uh, and if it's happy, you're happy for them. And I think that's something that makes community extremely unique. It's not just hilarious. It's really heartwarming as well. Yeah, I would say one of my favorite things about community is the use of brick jokes, which you probably know, might know what brick jokes are, but for mm. listeners, a brick joke is basically, it's kind of like a boomerang, right? So to lay the foundation for the joke, it's something small. It's not really that funny to begin with. But then later on, maybe in the episode, or Kinyu does it throughout seasons, uh, or even between seasons, mm. they come back to it, and it's just a hilarious punchline to just something that they set up so long ago. Yeah, and I think, uh, not to be like a pun or anything, but I think that builds community within the audience as well, to where people who watched it in season one or season two, when it happens in season five, they're like, hey, that's the thing, that's the thing. So it, everyone gets it. That's a, I think that's really fun. My all-time favorite brick joke um, begins in The Psychology of Letting Go. It's an early episode in season two. Abed, he doesn't say that he's going to lay low in the background. Some episodes he does, but this episode, he's just kind of in the background of everything. You see him arguing with a man somewhere, and then you see him walking a pregnant lady in the cafeteria. And finally, towards the very end of the episode, you see him delivering a baby in a van. Now, you might not notice this if you weren't told it or you were just watching it through, but then later in the season, one of the characters, spoilers, has a baby in the classroom. There's no doctors around, no EMTs, nothing, and they're trying to figure out how they're going to get this baby delivered. And Abed's just like, I've deliver delivered a baby before. And everyone just is so surprised. It was like, yeah, I was in the back of the van earlier this year. And I just love how they set that up, and then they come back to that, and they actually, like, it wasn't just a random scene. Like, you know that was planned because of yeah. how the season ended up going. And I just thought that that was a great, great use of that. Yeah, see, and that's something that, uh, why, why the community is so good at putting in detail. I didn't even know that. I now need to go back into those episodes and watch for that because – I feel like every single time I rewatch community, community uh, I see different things in every episode, and I think it's 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 just really well made. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of detail, one thing while I was doing research for this a little bit, it talks. Uh, they talked about the seat order and how they wanted people to sit before they started filming. Mm -hmm. And you guys don't know the characters yet unless you've seen the show, but you have Troy and Pierce, which are played by Chevy Chase and Donald Glover two really funny people, they made sure that they sat together for the comedic purposes. Uh, and then you have Britta and Jeff, which obviously in season one, that's the will-they-won't-lay, like, basic yeah. storyline. Um, so those two had to sit together. And then finally, Pierce and Shirley, because in season one, they have uh, Pierce always having unwanted, like, really uncomfortable sexual advances at Shirley. 
And the one thing that really stuck out to me is that they didn't purposely fit Troy and Abed together. That was something that just naturally comes up. And once you yeah. watch the show, like, you will see, like, how would these two ever not be together? Like, they just work so well together. Yeah, and especially I, I rewatched the first episode, I think, two days ago. And I would have never thought Abed and Troy would have been like a character duo at all. Troy's like this stuck-up sports guy, and Abed's this pop culture moody dude. And I'm like, oh, okay, so they're just going to sit there. Like, Troy throws his homework at Abed, said, I'm going to get this guy to do my homework. And I'm like, okay, so this is going to be the dynamic. But, like, in that season, it all changes. It all changes. So I would have never guessed they would have been the duo. Yeah. So did you have some things that you wanted to talk about, Dan Harmon? Um, I, I just think um, – I, I watched a thing to where he went over how he makes his episodes. This is for Rick and Morty he was talking about, but he was saying it, it goes more broad into how he writes TV shows. And it was like the hero's journey to where um, it's, it's taking a character through something funny or something hard or anything else like that. But you see the development of the character into a hero. At least that's how I understood it. And I think something that uh, always shows that in the community episodes is the Jeff speech at the end of, like, every episode. It's usually every episode. Sometimes yeah. there's not one. But that really brings the end of the hero's journey to where it's like, this is what we've learned. And, like, we're, we're together. We're a team. And I think that's something that Dan Harmon's fantastic at. And I think that's something that drives the, once again, the pun, community and everyone uh, watching the show, I think it drives um, all of that to where it keeps people coming back and keeps people connected to the show. So that, that's what I think Dan Harmon's just a master at. Yeah, and uh, he actually tweaked the Hero's Journey Circle. I think it's called, like, the Story Circle is what he calls it. So it's a tweak from it, but yeah, it's it's basically Hero's Journey, which is it's just great storytelling. Yeah. So I guess we should move on uh, for the sake of time. So the next thing that we will talk about is our favorite character. Now, this was something that was very, very tough for me. I have two that are up there, like, very neck and neck. And every, all of the characters are great, um, besides British. She's the worst. Uh, that's an joke from the show. Um, but, yeah, all, I think all the characters are great. I'll let you start first with your favorite character. Okay, I agree. It was difficult, uh, and I, I probably went back and forth on the same ones you did, but there was even some days that I was thinking about this to where, like, a third character came in, and I'm like, maybe them. So it was really difficult, but I ended up going with uh, Troy, played by Donald Glover, and um, the I'll, I'll tell you the reason why. is um, I think his character could have been played so wrong in so many episodes. As in, I think his lines could have been delivered poorly and everything else like that. I just I just think the amount of skill that Donald Glover brought to the character as far as in uh, complimenting a joke that was going on or making himself the punchline of the joke, even when it wasn't really supposed to, I just think his delivery of everything is so, so funny. It's so funny. Um, so that that's why I ended up going with Troy. I just think every scene he's in, even when he's not supposed to be the focus, I, I think he, he shines brighter than, like, like the, the biggest star. I think it's crazy how good he is. So that's why I chose Troy. 
Yeah, no, Troy is great. He is the other one that I was fighting back and forth between. Uh, not even his lines aren't even that funny, but it's always the delivery with him. Yeah, really, really is. I I don't think anyone else could have played Troy and and made it as good as what Donald Glover did, for sure. Yeah, I agree. So my favorite character, I think, might be who you were also just debating between, and that is Abed. Yeah. <laughs> Abed is the pop culture uh, movie guy. He always is making references to TV, to uh, different TV tropes that the study group might be getting into. And that's one of the reasons why I love him so much is he's just so aware of what is going on for the show. A lot of episodes, he's just like a sit-in for the audience. Um, there's so many times where he points out things that I wouldn't have even noticed. Um, I'm thinking in there's the episode where they're having all the flashbacks in season two, and he points out, again, spoilers, that Jeff and Britta have been together the entire year, and nobody else realized that. Yeah. And just him being a little hyper-aware on everything. Yeah. He also, because his character can be a little out there, he has some of the just most creative storylines. That's actually, in, when we get to the top five episodes, uh, I put my number four where it's at because of the storyline with Abed in that episode. Uh, he's just this youthful, like, very creative person who uh, still at times can be very serious and yeah. for the audience in a lot of times, too. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, so if we are ready to move on from our favorite characters, we will move into the top five episodes. This was incredibly difficult for me. Very, yeah, same, same. Incredibly difficult. Very hard. I, I made a list of every episode that I thought deserved to be in the top five, and I ended up somewhere between 15 and 20. And that's, that's with me, like, self-editing some out. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's a really good episode, but not five, top five worthy. And so got to my list of 20, narrowed it down to 11, and then I was like, okay, my top one and two have to be here. And really struggled with the final three. There, there's just, it's not that it's lack of quality. It's too much quality. There's so many good episodes, good things, everything about it, just super tough to pick. Yeah. Uh, I will start because I have an honorable mention. Um, I'm kind of cheating a little bit. No, that's fine. I cheated too. So my honorable mention, and tell me if you have this in your top five, because if not, we we have to talk about it, is A Fistful of Paintballs and A Few Paintballs More. This is the paintball episodes, the season finale episodes from season two. They are so well done that I couldn't not talk about it. So is that in your top five? Uh, yes, but that's part of me cheating, which we'll get there. I think you'll know I cheated at uh, the second choice, the number two spot. Okay, yeah, so I we won't talk about it anymore because we'll talk about it when it gets to you, but I just, it, that's too good to leave it off my list. So we'll get with your fifth show. Well, uh, my fifth show, which I thought would be an interesting choice, so uh, it also played into my cheating, is that I thought it'd be interesting. So it was App Development and Condiments. It's uh, season uh, five, episode eight. It's the episode with the Meow Meow Beans. <laughs> Uh, at least I th it is meow, meow Meow Beans, if I'm correct. Yep, yeah. Yep. 
but oh man that is to where it breaks down to when this uh, spoilers of course but the the school greendale makes an app to where you just rank other people and give each other meow meow beans and then it breaks down into a, a class like structure system and then it's just really funny. One of the characters, it's always his birthday because people give him more meow meow beans if they think it's his birthday. And they have like a talent show. Oh, it's just, it's it's hilarious. And I think it also is good to bring up because it was in one of the later seasons to where the show was, you could say, having a bit of issues, but it was just a brilliant show in the middle of the fifth season. It really was. And that is a great one. That was on my list of 11. It's just, it's, it also gets into community talking talking about other things that are popular. So at that point when the show was being made, Hunger Games was a big thing. And so they kind of yeah. dove into like dystopian society, which I thought was just a great way to show this really stupid idea for an episode, honestly. <laughs> Take out the dystopian society thing like, oh, yeah, an app comes to campus and they rate people. Yeah. They're able to take something that simple and just go full head into it. Yeah, so really. My top five uh, is one that I go to a lot. It is, I mean, obviously it's in one of my top five episodes, but it's just one that I enjoy watching every time. It is Contemporary American Poultry. So yep. this is season one, episode 21. Uh, and this is an episode where the best meal in the cafeteria is chicken fingers. Everyone, like, runs to that. And if you went to my school, that'd be, like, Crispito Day. Uh, everyone would love Crispito Day. And so everyone is running, but they're always out of chicken fingers by the time that the study group gets there. And they notice that the guy who's cooking it, his name's Starburns, he's in it some, he is actually giving some chicken fingers straight from the fryer and taking them to his friends. And so they hatch a plot to take him down and run the whole thing themselves. This is an homage to, like, the gangster movies, uh, gangster TV shows like Sopranos, uh, The Goodfellows, The Godfather. It takes this, again, silly concept about wanting more chicken fingers and turning it into a great show um, or a great episode. And it does a really good job making it a gangster-type feeling. They become a mob family, or as Abed says, a community, but in italics. Um, and community becomes, like, the ringleader, or not community, but Abed becomes the, like, ringleader of this mob because he's the one cooking the fingers. He gets the group all these great things. And I really like this episode because it builds on Jeff and Abed's relationship, which you don't see that much. And you see Abed desperately trying to connect with people. He says in the episode something along the lines of, I always find a hard time connecting with people, but now everyone speaks the same language, chicken. And so you get this character development relationship build with Jeff and Abed, and I thought that was great. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So we're going on to four? Yep, number four. Okay, so my number four choice was... Uh, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons it was season two, episode 14. That is a great choice. <laughs> it's uh, when the when the study group invites, I believe his name's Fat Neil. Uh, yep. At least they call him Fat Neil. <laughs> but 
because he uh, was showing – it's actually kind of dark when you think about it, but he was showing signs of, uh, like, suicidal signs and everything else like that, and they just don't want him to feel bad anymore and everything else like that. So they invite him to play Dungeons & Dragons, and then <laughs> it goes haywire because Pierce thinks that, like, he's not getting enough attention and all this other stuff, and he just wants to be more part of this study group like he always does. So he starts just tearing into Fat Neil. And it's just, it's so funny. And then, ah. Uh, but then at uh, the end, it turns out well to where it's like, that was really fun. You should do that again. But it was, it's a, just a hilarious episode. Absolutely hilarious. I left that one off my list knowing that you would put it in. Yeah, it's so good. It is hilariously great. It's so well done. The narration for it in the beginning and end, especially when you find out it's by like a janitor uh, who's like narrating. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that is a great choice. So yeah, and I think just the like the evil take on Pierce is just hilarious. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's my number four. So number four, I kind of alluded to earlier. It has a really good side story with Abed, but it is Intro to American Politics. This is season two, episode seventeen, and. Joe Biden is coming to campus. Back then, Joe Biden was the vice president. And he is meeting with the president of the school's uh, student government. The only issue is they don't have a student government. It had to be abolished. And so it's this debate-style. Um, Troy and Abed are hosting basically the debate watch to where they're all these candidates are all debating. Jeff and Annie are two of them that get on stage. Annie just says that Annie kind of attacks Jeff's ego because uh, Jeff is kind of making fun of her for running. And she mm. says, uh, he says something like, don't get a lawyer. And she goes along the lines of, well, I'll let you know when I see one. And mm. Jeff, so he runs. And there's a good little fight between them. It goes too far. But what I love about this episode is the Abed sideline. Um, while he's doing this thing with Troy, he's having his own little side adventure. He notices secret security all around campus, and he approaches. He falls in love with one of the agents because they're so similar, and it's just a cute little Abed storyline that I couldn't not put in this list. Is that also the one where Pierce, like, uh, he gets on the debate stage and just tears into Nancy? What's her name? <laughs> Vicky, yeah. Because Vicky, that's what it is. She, she didn't lend him a pencil. <laughs> the end of the episode, he's got it stabbed into his face. Yeah, he's just tearing into her, and he's like, get off the stage, no one likes you. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, that it was just an episode that I, I liked and couldn't leave off, so... So uh, my number three uh, is a repeat of your number five. It's the Contemporary American Poultry episode, season one, episode uh, 21. Uh, I think this one was not only hilarious, and I agree with you that it delves into Abed's uh, storyline as far as how he relates to people, which is really funny. So we get to see, like, the entire episode through his scope. And... Uh, yeah, and I, I love The Godfather and all those, like, mafia movies, and I thought bringing that uh, theme to community was hilarious, and I thought it was also extremely well done, so that made my number three spot. Yeah, good episode. 
my number three, uh, this is one of my favorites. It's also like the saddest episode to watch. It is Emotional Consequences of Broadcasting Television. It is the series finale, season six, episode 13. And it's basically the end of the year, uh, the school year. Troy and Abed are leaving the school for the second time. They're graduating with new degrees. Uh, sorry, spoilers, I guess. Yeah. They all go to a bar afterwards, and they talk about season seven um, because Abed mentions it as a TV show all the time. So instead of year seven, it's season seven, the upcoming one. And they all give out their perfect seasons and what it would be like. You get really good ones, like Abed um, gives a really good one. You get really funny one, like Chang's, where he doesn't know what to say, so he creates Ice Cube Man, or Ice Cube Head. Um, and Dean, which I don't even remember what his is, but like everyone, it's super PC, because he was saying that they shouldn't have to decide between Shirley or Elroy. Um, and so he's, like, making it super diverse, and everyone's nice to him, I believe. And, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a great episode. I cry every time I'm watching it. Jeff's, yeah. um, Jeff is, like, coming to terms that this study group who's been a part of his life, like, is pretty much done. There's only a few of the remaining members left that will be uh, in the Greendale area after. And so it's just, it's super sad. It's so well done. It is one of the best finales of a TV show that I've ever watched. It yeah. left me, yeah, it, it just, it shut everything. It, it nice and closed. Uh, I just, it, it's one of my favorites, even though it's so hard to watch. Yeah, I, I agree. My, uh, moving on to number two, I believe. So number two, this is where I cheated. So we'll see if you allow it. I put paintball episodes. So, <laughs> so I couldn't choose between like Fistful of Paintballs or Modern Warfare or whatever, all those episode names. So I'm just paintball episodes. So I put them all in one, isn't it? I think there's four episodes that are the paintball episodes. Let's is see, there four or is there five? There's Modern Warfare. There's a Fistful of Paintballs. There's a few paintballs more. There is, oh, there's the one at the end of season four. Four, okay. The name, uh, because we'll get to that in a bit. Um, and then there's one in season six called Modern Espionage. So I think there's five. There's almost one per season. Okay. Good. So I cheated using five episodes. I put them into one for my number two because paint the paintball episode is always where I look forward to. It's it's always hilarious, fun to watch. There's a bunch of stuff since uh, I think usually the there's one paintball episode that was like directed by the Russo brothers. So you see like for certain things that you can see at their other movies that happen within community, like the elevator scene with Dean Pelton. That's hilarious. And that's in Captain America Winter Soldier. But it's a lot cooler. <laughs> but uh, so I, I cheated it and put my number two is all the paintball episodes. Yeah, and uh, a fistful of paintballs and a few paintballs more. Those that set of episodes were directed by the Russo brothers, and that's one of the things that put them on MCU's like kind of watch list. Um, they saw that and were like, "Wow, they're really good at these action sequences, and they're able to take this story and completely 
make it into something that is whole and exciting and keeps moving. Um, not that I know that uh, I know what's going on in Marvel's executive office, but that was some of the stuff that I was reading is that those episodes kind of put them up there. They're all fantastic. Okay, so what was your number two? My number two. Um, if you can't tell, I like season three. I guess not many of these have been in my top five, but my final two are in season three. My number two is digital estate planning. It is season three, episode 20. At this point, uh, they are not at Greendale. Uh, I guess I should have said spoilers, but whatever. Um, but Pierce's dad, again, spoilers, dies. And this is his way of executing his will. Pierce always wanted Hawthorne Wipes, which is his family's company, to get into video games and arcades. His dad thought it was a silly idea. So for his will, he ends up making a video game that uh, Pierce and his seven closest friends, which LeVar Burton was a maybe, they would play, and whoever beat the game would get his uh, inheritance, which is huge because they have this huge, like, like wipes, sanitary wipes um, company. And so he invites the study group. They only have seven players. They need eight. And so uh, his dad's assistant has to play. And the study group all agrees that they're not going to take the money. They're going to help Pierce beat the game. But Gilbert, his dad's assistant, wants that inheritance as well. It's all done. Well, it's not all done, but most of the episode is done in the format of the 8-bit video game. It's all animated. Um, it kind of looks like Zelda or uh, Mario from back in the day. And it, it's not really, it's a good storyline, I guess, but not all that great. But it's just so fun to watch because they put so much work into every little thing. Um, the storyline, I guess, it's all right because you've got at the end Gilbert saying that he is Pierce's half-brother. Um, and they decide to let Gilbert win even though he's cheating and all that stuff. Yeah. That that is a really I I that one escaped my mind. I don't think I even considered that one. That one would have made it probably pretty high up my list. But yeah, my um wait, so number one now, right? Yep. The yeah, okay. One. Okay. I think we might have the same, honestly. Pro we probably have the same because you haven't said it. So if I say it, I'll let you say what you want to say about the episode if it's the same one. Mine's it's the remedial chaos theory. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That every single top ten that I watched had this as number one. Um, really? <laughs> there's, there's no way to not. It's just such a clever episode. Um, so this episode it is Troy and Abed. They are hosting an apartment moving party, a housewarming thing, and the pizza arrives, and they roll a die to see who's going to get the pizza. So it's a circle. If it's one, you count one spot over. That person goes and gets it. And Abed says, by doing this, you were creating six different timelines. Yeah. <laughs> and this is where it gets really fun. So I don't remember who it starts on. I should have made this list because I really love this episode. But the first die rolls, they go through an entire situation with that person gone. The next die rolls... And it's not just like one, two, three. It goes like four, three, six, five. Mm -hmm. And each time something completely different happens, you get different character development. And it's just crazy to think because you're watching later episodes and they're like, wait, didn't they know that? And you're like, no, they didn't because that was a different timeline. 
uh, just so creative, like the way they they wanted to tell the story and just tell multiple versions of this one five minute event. Yeah, I I, it, I think it's funny. Um, from the first dice roll to where the first timeline started, I thought it couldn't get any funnier, and then it just progressively got more and more <laughs> funny. It was it's just so good. And then of course the darkest timeline it started that whole thing. Uh, and of course, the darkest part of the darkest timeline, Britta and her blue hair streaks or whatever it was. <laughs> she dyed her hair, had a streak of blue, so that's super dark, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, Troy tried to eat a troll that was on fire. Larry's Jeff lost his arm. I can't remember. Did Pierce? Pierce. I think Pierce died. But then you later find out that he faked his death, which is like, yeah, of course. Um, but that that whole episode is. I don't know how they fit so much into 24 or 22 minutes or whatever it was. Yeah, it's really good. That's also where I got the name of my car. Um, they, when every timeline starts, Britta puts on Roxanne. And, uh, so that got me liking the song, and that happened to be the first song that I listened to in my car. So that's the car is Roxanne. That's cool. So, yeah, it is the best episode. It is great. Yeah, and that is season three, episode four. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I was gonna say because there's a joke in it. They like putting the episode numbers in the episodes, and so the door is three oh three because that's just supposed to be episode three oh three. I believe on disc it's actually three oh three, but everything else is aired as episode four of season three. Okay, now that we've talked about our favorite episodes, we have to talk a little criticism so people know that it's not just the perfect show on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm gonna say what I didn't like about the show. And there's a couple things. One, there, it's, it's a little, it's, it's dated. Um, there are some jokes that might not fly with a lot of people. I think if you recognize that it can be a little problematic, then it makes it okay to laugh a little bit. Um, but that, that's one thing. I mean, it was from an era where that wasn't as big of a deal. Uh, the other thing is all of season four. Uh, I was watching videos last night to get my top five episodes, and I saw top worst seasons of good shows from Watch Mojo, and they had season four as the number one worst episode from a good t- or season from a good TV show. Uh, really? If you don't know what happens with season four, Dan Harmon actually leaves the show. Um, him and Chevy Chase were having a lot of issues, and Dan Harmon, I believe, gets fired. And uh, a lot of the writing crew left. The Russo brothers were gone because they had to be filming for Marvel. Um, it, just a lot of the writers left. You can tell that it's not the same show. Um, really? Although I will say there are a lot of really good episodes, like, that they had concepts, but it seems like they were just trying so hard to get back to what it was in season three, mm-hmm. um, that they're just trying to go too far out there. Um, and they actually refer to it in seasons five and six as the gas leak year. I just, I think that's the worst part of the show, honestly. Yeah, I just feel like they didn't know where to go, and they're treading water for one season. Yeah, thank God they got 13 episodes of that. Yeah, yeah. And what's rough is that I, that season did so badly um, among viewers that it never was able to recover. It had good numbers going into seasons two and three, 
Um, but once season four hit, viewership drops. Uh, season five can't bring it back up, even with Dan Harmon back on the show. And NBC decides to cancel it after season five. Yeah. Well, do you have any other criticisms of the show? Because I have two quick ones I could go over. Other than we haven't gotten the movie from the six seasons in a movie hashtag. Yeah. Yeah. And they keep teasing it, too. Ken Young and, like, the Russo, Dan Harmon, they're all just, like, throwing out teases. And they're like, oh, is it going to happen? Yeah. And it needs to happen. But uh, my my two criticisms were um, the paid ads integration as far as, like, it. They, they played it off well, but, like, with, I think, Honda and Subway. Like, it's it's pretty in-your-face, and that's the way they went about it, and it kind of was funny. They had the character named Subway, and they have an episode where, like, uh, Subway comes back as a Honda representative and, like, sells Dean Pelton, like, a ton of Honda stuff. And I'm like, it's really funny. It's just, it kind of is, like, in-your-face, and I feel like you could tell that was a way of, they they needed funding for the show so they just brought in a bunch of ad integrations and i just i don't know it kind of some episodes kind of took me out of it but they did as good as they could i think and the other criticism and it also got well it got better after a couple episodes of it but the troy and britta relationship i thought was a, a bit forced at first because i'm like wait what troy and britta are getting together now i'm like okay like, that works, I guess. Like, I didn't think it would happen like that. I just feel like their characters didn't mesh together. But then a couple episodes after, it got it got a lot better and it got a lot more believable. But at first, I was like, that's a bit weird. Like, Troy is always hanging with, out with Abed, and he's, like, the super immature. Britta's always this, like, uh, like striving towards, like, economic freedom and like or or all these environmental stuff and then i I just feel like their characters didn't mesh at all yeah i i agree i tend to most of the time on the show when they try to if the main storyline has something to do with romance or relationship i just don't think that they did a good job like season one with Mm -hmm. chris later and britta and jeff that whole mix i just thought it kind of it messed with the show a little bit um yeah that's probably it. Is they didn't do the best job with all the romantic stuff, but it was okay. Yeah. Um, so finally, if you decide to watch Community, um, because of everything that we've said, well, some of it's spoiled for you. Sorry, but uh, um, if you decide to watch it and you enjoy it, uh, we have some similar shows. Uh, Mikey kind of gave some really good ones. Brooklyn Nine Nine is uh, fantastic and what was your other one that you said always sunny in philadelphia always sunny in philadelphia is great too i had a couple that i was thinking of first off you have to mention rick and morty yep i had that down too it's done by dan Harmon and um dan stoffenopolis i can't remember what his actual name is he's the actor who plays starburns they created starburns industries um, and that is what puts on um, Rick and Morty. Great writing, great stories, so funny. Um, you can tell it's made by the same people. They actually mention community a few times. Um, so, I, And we'll talk about, I, I have a guest coming on to talk about Rick and Morty um, in a future episode. So you'll hear, hear more about that then. 
Yeah, and I think the only other TV show that I had down, I had Rick and Morty and I had Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I was just going to bring that up again. I think if you if you like Community, you'll like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's a really good show. Yes, everyone, every podcast that I listen to about Community always talks about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's a great show. Yeah. With that, is there anything else that you would like to talk about? Uh, no. Uh, except a couple of the basics, I guess. Starburn's name is Alex. Don't forget that. Um, pop pop, I guess. Uh, what else? I don't know. <laughs> Britta is the worst. Uh, Britta is the worst, yeah. Okay, so if you want to watch Community, you can find it either on Hulu or it is now on Netflix. As, now on Netflix, yeah. As of April 1st, I thought it was going to be a really cruel April Fool's Day joke. Um, but if you have either one of those streaming services, you can watch that. Or you could always buy the discs, like I have. Mm. Well, thank you, Micah, for coming on and being a part of the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. And for everyone else, I will hopefully talk to you next week. Thank you.